Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo. And I actually want to jump right into it today because today I'm going to actually redefine, redefine some words I've talked about because that's the issue with words, right? I've mentioned this to you guys before, and it's something that is so important to know because when we communicate with each other, we're attempting to communicate an experience, right? We're attempting to communicate a direct experience that we're having, but the only way that we can communicate that direct experience is through a story or thoughts that we have about that experience first, and then the symbols that we use to express those thoughts, right? The expressions, the symbols, the, the sounds, whether they're the words, the letters, whether we're writing or whether we're speaking. And those are, so they're symbols of symbols. Thoughts are symbols. Thoughts are symbols of our direct experience. They're symbols of our experience of life. And then we've created language as a symbol for thoughts, as a way to express those. So it's so difficult, right? And, and one of the things that I've said, and it's not, I mean, difficult, of course, that's a story also, which is something you're going to really hear often, just because it, it's a reminder of the universal truth. It's coming back to the universal truth. Brothers, what I've said to you many, many times, and this is where I'm clarifying, it's around clarifying terms so that we can really begin to understand more of the intention that's why we have so many different words in so many different languages. Like obviously, some languages have more words than other languages, but we have so many words because we have so many different things to express. So many different nouns, right? Things, so many different actions, verbs, so many different ways of describing these nouns and verbs, right? the adjectives and the adverbs. So we have all of these words and I want to be able to find the word that really communicates the most intention. So what I've said to you in the past, brothers, is that the alpha male is a spiritual man. All right, I've said that. I've used the word spiritual. I've said the spiritual path. I've talked about the spiritual path. I've talked about the spiritual lifestyle, the spiritual man, right? And it's a spiritual connection. And I want to make sure that I'm communicating the right intention because in many ways, in many communities, spirituality is a story. Spirituality is a story. Spirituality is as much as a story as science is a story. Religion is a story. You know, spirituality and religion. We could say that spirituality is a broad term for a group of stories that happen to be more religious in tone, that have to do with the invisible, and perhaps even dogmas or practices that have to do with communing with that invisible, that invisible energy source, whatever you want to call it. So I've used that word spiritual, but in another context, consciousness, because consciousness is different than spirituality, although they can include each other, right? You can have conscious spirituality and you can have unconscious spirituality. You can have unconscious non-spirituality and you can have conscious non-spirituality, right? Whatever non-spirituality is. Because <laughs> I don't want to use science as the opposite, right? I don't want to say that necessarily. Not necessarily. Even though science is another story. 
just as much as the spirituality is a story. Kind of science explains sort of this this realm of what can be observed, what can be measured. And spirituality kind of deals with that realm that is unobserved. And both are a collection of stories. Are a collection of stories that are passing through the consciousness, right? That are passing through our awareness as human beings. Spirituality wouldn't exist without our consciousness, right? As the stories that we know, that we say are spiritual stories. Religion, science, science as a measurable, observable, repeatable practice, the scientific method wouldn't exist without our ability, our consciousness, to be aware of it, our ability to be aware of it. So really the foundation of, of anything is consciousness. Consciousness rests on the premise that everything is a story. So I'm going to tell you guys another story. <laughs> I'm kind of redefining, right? Because I want to make sure that I'm using correct terminology. I want to make sure you guys understand that this path is, it's a conscious awakening. It's a conscious expanding. To say it was a spiritual awakening would still be true in some sense. But understand only in a sense that we are expanding our consciousness of what is not observable, measurable, and repeatable, <laughs> right? The invisible, the unknown. Because consciousness expansion, that is, it expands into itself. It expands into its infinite and eternal nature. So really, that's really what the alpha male is. The alpha male may not necessarily be a spiritual man, but he's a conscious individual, Okay, and consciousness means you're always aware of your power, your 100% power. And so I'm going to kind of give you guys a story to explain this. And that's the thing is like, that's the thing with words is I have to use stories because that's, what do we say? We say a picture paints a thousand words. Well, a story creates a thousand pictures, right? Because when I tell you guys a story, you get to create those pictures in your mind. You get to follow this, this story. You get to follow this idea, this concept all the way through. And in that, we're able to expand our consciousness, right? We're able to come to this common ground. We're able to understand each other. We're able to communicate maybe at a deeper level, but by deeper, I mean at a more accurate level, <laughs> right? To really understand the intent of what's being offered. So here's the story, brothers. And this is an old story. You guys know this, but it rests with everything is a story. And this is the story I told you guys of one becoming two. So one becomes two, the all oneness, right? The source. And it doesn't matter what you call it, right? Like, because in religious circles, there's going to be specific names. You know, there's God. There's the Trinity, right? For some, it's just God. For others, it's three in one, right? It's a Trinity that has to do with the one. Still the one God, but there's three in one, right? It's that, it's that Trinity mystery. For others, it's Allah, right? There's a very specific name. It's still God. It's just meaning that, right? For others, it's source, or universe, creation, the creator, right? Creating creation, creator, the duality. But whatever we call it, it. <laughs> whatever we call it, it, for whatever reason you want to give it. This is the part of the story. You get to describe the reason. I like to believe that the reason was so that it could experience itself. So that it, at in oneness, it has no experience of itself. But when it has another, when it has a mirror, when it has two, then it can experience itself. And in the story that I like to tell, in order for one to become two, it became so in such perfection that the two are very easily identifiable. Energy 
and consciousness. The energy is what is being observed. It is the loved. And consciousness is what is observing. It is the observer. It is the lover. Now both are one. The lover and the loved are one. They are love. <laughs> right? Because that is the one. The one source. God is one. Is love. For love, to experience love, it became two. Consciousness and energy. Now, as you know, the story goes two became three. That's the energy. The energy, brothers, is thought, feeling, and action, right? Or we could say mind, spirit, and body. Or we could say it's, you know, thoughts, you know, the realm of thinking, right? The mental energy. We could say it's the emotion, the astral energy, what we feel. Or we could say it's the physical matter. Both our bodies in space and time, but also all the things in space and time that give us experience, experience of sight, sound, taste, and so on, right? Through the body, because it's through the body that we have that, that physical experience of, of energy. So it's with these three realms that we have energy. Now, consciousness is the awareness of this energy, which is why sometimes I say to you, we are not this energy. <laughs> you are not your thoughts. You are not your feelings. You are not your body, right? Sometimes you've heard me say that. And I will also say, you are responsible for your thoughts. You are responsible for your feelings. You are responsible for your actions. You may not be these things, but you are responsible for them. Why? How? How can this be? If I am not that, how can I be responsible? And at the same time, in other podcast episodes, in other teachings and other concepts, I will say you are that. You are this energy or that energy. Because of course, as I've explained already, one became two. Consciousness is energy. Energy is consciousness. But of course, that's preceding the scar, preceding the schism, preceding the split into duality. And then the split again of the one energy into the trinity of energy that we experience through consciousness. Now, energy is neutral, brothers. This is so important to understand because as we are consciousness expanders, <laughs> right? Again, I'm gonna say this again. I'm gonna redefine this. Alpha men, right? I've said in the past, alpha men are spiritual men. And you can be a spiritual man if that's the path you choose. But again, you don't have to. That's the thing because that is a specific story. That is a specific path. Even what I've just offered you in terms of one becoming two, that is also a story. You don't have to believe that. You can believe any single story you choose. That is the path of consciousness, is to say, I am conscious of my ability, which is to think. I'm conscious of my ability to choose my own stories. Now, I offer you stories. And why do I offer you stories? I offer you stories because they serve, because <laughs> they feel amazing and they get results. But you don't have to accept my stories. In fact, I don't want you to accept my stories. I want you to come up with your own stories. Your stories live within you. Remember, we're a puzzle, brothers. We're a puzzle. In order to complete this one puzzle, to make this one puzzle span all across infinity and eternity, every piece needs to be in its place. Not to say that it needs to be where it belongs, right? That it goes where it should, because there is no should but that every piece is different from the next, is unique in its image and position. And it's so important that you have that. So again, whatever story, if my stories resonate with you, then by all means adopt them. 
But the only reason that I offer these stories is to expand your consciousness, is to help you see that there is something greater than what you already believe, <laughs> right? There's something more than what you already think. There's something more than what you already feel, and there's something more than what you're already doing. And the models of alignment, the T and the F and the A, the thoughts, the feelings, and the actions, much of what we do in the academy is simply to do more of that, have more thoughts, have more feelings, take more actions. We talk about massive action. We talk about, you know, remember the feelings, the feelings on tap, right? The ice cream analogy. Take all the ice creams, right? Try every one of them. Every single one of them. Even if somebody else tried it and told you they didn't like it. Somebody else tried rage. And they said, oh, I felt horrible. I felt out of control. And somebody else said, oh my gosh, it felt amazing. I felt so empowered. And you're like, whoa, okay. So they have a different story. They have a different idea. They have a different like and dislike. They're coming at it from a different, again, story. It's their belief. It says nothing at all <laughs> about the experience itself because the experience itself is neutral. The experience itself is neutral. Rage is neutral. All thoughts are neutral. What are thoughts? Thoughts are sentences or pictures. That's what they are in the mind. They're sentences or pictures in the mind. That's it. They're symbols. You know, as I talked about last week, it sticks and stones, right? Symbols will never hurt me. A symbol can't hurt you. There may be some resistance to that because people have used symbols to oppress in the past. But it wasn't the symbols, it was the people, right? It was the action. It was the way that they were creating the stories that drove and created those results. It wasn't the symbols. The symbols were a part of the story. Thoughts are neutral. They're sentences. Sentences are broken into letters. <laughs> letters are broken into well, letters are letters, but if we make sounds, right, then they're broken into consonants and eventually puffs of air, right? Because consonants are how we shape our lips and vowels are how we vibrate our vocal cords. I think that's right. Vowels are the, the movement of the air and then the, the, the consonants make the, the sound of it based on how it comes out of the mouth, the way we use the tongue and the lips. So again, it, it's all vibration. It's nothing. It's meaningless. And, and emotions are the same, brothers. Let's think about emotion. As I just gave you, the example of rage the example of anything. What is happiness other than a label? Right? I say it's a label. I feel this. Well, what does that mean? Again, it's a symbol. It's a symbol to give you an intent that I'm having a certain vibration in my body. Right? There's a certain chemical reaction happening, a neutral experience that, yes, is signaling for my body to take action. Right? So I will take action. There will be movement. But that movement is also neutral. <laughs> All the energy is neutral. The thoughts are neutral. The feelings are neutral. The actions are neutral. And I've said to you the actions are neutral many, many times because remember, your actions are other people's circumstances. And other people's actions are your circumstances. And we know circumstances are action, or, or we know circumstances are neutral. So that's kind of a more easy one to know that, to know that in the, everything in the external environment, the third dimensional realm that we kind of experience in this illusion of reality. It's so wild to be recording this podcast with, episode with you gentlemen while at the same time experiencing this, like experiencing this state of out of body. It's very, very wild. And again, it's the same with your emotion. It's the same with your thought. It's all neutral. So where does our power come from? Our power comes from consciousness. Our power comes from the choice in how we want to relate to the neutral energy, to the neutral thoughts. How do we want to relate to these thoughts? 
We relate to these thoughts through our experiences of the past. Remember, brothers, the thought is electrical, right? It's a belief. <laughs> it's a belief. It's a neural pathway in the brain that we've kind of wired in there, hardwired. It begins completely ephemeral, right? It begins completely in that realm of mind. It's just there. But as we wire it in, we train it, right? We train our body to respond to it automatically. So we wire it in our brain. But there's also that piece that's chemical, and that's the emotional part, right? So we get triggered with these emotions. These emotions are what drive our actions. These emotions are these chemicals. They're just neutral. They just come in. They come into our bloodstream. They connect with our cells. They vibrate. You know, if there was no subjectivity, if there was no, if there's nothing that, that said good or bad, like or dislike, then you would experience it all as neutral. All is neutral. It's just neutral. It's just energy, pure energy, pure energy being experienced by pure consciousness. Imagine the two things as one. Pure energy and pure consciousness, they are one thing experiencing each other. And the energy is completely neutral. So the consciousness is what allows for choice. That's where you get to decide. Because it's all neutral. There's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. That's all choice. That's all choice. And for many things, brothers, I'm going to say this out loud because I know that some of you are so, so hardwired. So hardwired that I'm going to say this. The things that we believe are bad <laughs> and even the things that we believe are good are usually just neutral things that we've all agreed to. And again, I've said that on previous podcasts. I know that can be horrifying for many of you guys to, to consider, but it's still energetically truth. It's still the way it is. That's what it is, brothers. And that's what consciousness expansion is. That's what taking in your power is about. Look, your power, to have 100% of your power, if you are a battery, and were to fill your battery, to charge you up to so your full battery, your full, full power, 100%, would be for you to know, with no doubt, again, for you to know 100% that everything is what you make it to be. Everything is neutral. The thoughts, the stories, they're not there that are just like chosen for you. And they're not there hardwired. Like again, I just mentioned to you about the neural network, but I also want you guys to know about the plasticity of the brain that the brain can be rewired. And I know I've mentioned that on previous podcasts, even though it might've been years ago. Neuroplasticity, this is part of that science story, the measurable, observable, and repeatable stories we have about this gray matter, this accumulation or amalgamation of cells that we call a brain, right? That these neural networks can be rewired through some imaginary force that nobody seems to be able to locate. <laughs> we call it the mind, you know. Colloquially, we call it the mind. But nobody seems to be able to locate this thing. The brain just eventually rewires, right? It changes the neural network. Some of them die off and others begin to, you know, the synapses, you know. They wire together. Those that fire together, wire together. It's all electrical. But you can always change your mind. You can always expand your consciousness. And that just means taking in more Taking in more thoughts. What does taking in more thoughts mean? Is more thoughts dangerous? Let me ask you that, brothers. Is more thoughts dangerous? Is it dangerous to have more knowledge, to have more perspectives, to have more information? Is that a dangerous thing? I would say the opposite. I would say it makes 
people dangerous. It makes people afraid. And of course, fear makes people dangerous in the A-line, right, of actions. To have less information, to be kept in the dark, to not understand, to not have knowledge and information, to not have a broad perspective, to have a narrow perspective of things. Think about all the wars, conflicts, atrocities, genocides have been started over narrow perspectives, right? Over somebody thinking that their way was the only way. So consciousness expansion in the T-line, in the thought line with the thought energy is about taking in more perspectives, having more thoughts, seeing more points of view. That's about we relate to people. You know, we have our thoughts. Our thoughts are our own illusions, right? They're our own stories, our own labels, accumulation of our own conditioning. We have those thoughts and they're always there. Remember, we don't see the world the way it is. We see the world through those thoughts. But when we begin to relate with other people, we can certainly relate through the non-consciousness, through the narrow consciousness. We call it unconsciousness or narrow consciousness, right? We can certainly just say it's all about our perspective and just feed that opinion and just force that opinion and just say, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. This is my opinion, this is my opinion. And feed it as though it's not an opinion, though. Feed it as though it's fact. And that's, of course, we would say it's very unconscious. To be conscious is to have your opinion, right? It's okay to have your opinion. It's okay. But to recognize that it's an opinion, <laughs> to recognize it's just energy, it's just energy. It's just thought floating through the mental space that you're picking up on through the antenna of your brain. That's all it is. Or it's in your brain right now because it's been hardwired in there through the neural network, right? It's there now. It's like, it's like that's your program, the program you've chosen to run through your body, through the unintentional model of alignment. But either way, it's just energy. It's not a fact. It's not right. It's not the way everybody should think. It's just the way you think. It's just the energy that you have. It's neutral. That's the thing. It's neutral, brothers. Have it, but don't be attached to it. In fact, have it, but try to see how many other ways you could see that exact same thing. How many other puzzle pieces experience in that same moment, that same image, if we say. Take a snapshot of that image. We have all these puzzle pieces. That's the thought energy. That's the consciousness expansion around thought. And we have consciousness expansion around the F line and the A line as well, or feelings and actions. For those of you that don't remember the earlier podcast episodes, the other two realms of energy, we talk about large amounts of feeling, more conscious expansion of your astral energy, of that more subtle body that's radiating out electromagnetic energy. Through, of course, the chemical reaction happening in the body. It's that chemical reaction that's occurring that in the cells that's signaling to your body to act. Those dual natures, the, the one is driving the F to the A, right? It's driving the feeling into the action. It's getting the body to move because the body responds through those chemical reactions. But the energy of those reactions is neutral. <laughs> it's neutral. You know, we look at it as good or bad, comfortable or uncomfortable. It's all neutral. Now, here's what happens when you free yourself from this good or bad. It's not like the quote-unquote bad. It's not like the uncomfortable emotions go away when you free yourself. They don't. They don't go away. Of course they don't go away. No, no more than the, the thoughts, right? They don't go away. Now, the thoughts might go away because of the way you program. The thoughts are a little bit different because thoughts are, you know, that's where they begin. But the feelings... Just like your thoughts, you feel them without being so resistant to them. When you're in a state of, this feels horrible, I can't handle this, I can't take this, 
you really intensify that thought or that feeling and you make that story true, that you can't take it, that you can't handle it. When you realize that emotional energy is neutral energy, it's vibration, it's neutral energy. You can think of it physiologically as a signal to your body, as a chemical reaction that signals your body to respond in some way, right? Regulate heartbeat, regulate respiratory, regulate circulatory, reg regulate hormones, regulate digestion, all of it, right? Vasodilate, whether dilating, redirecting blood flow. It's all happening through the nervous system. It's all happening through the brain, through that chemical. So you can look at it physiologically. You can also just look at it energetically. But it's a chemical reaction, brothers. No different than pouring salt into water to create salt water. You know, the water is there. That's you, right? You pour salt into it. We'll call salt what? Anger, right? Sadness. We'll call it grief or shame. We mix it all around. When you feel that, there's this resistance, right? Ah, you can't feel this. I want to resist. I want to avoid what do you think the water feels? The water's okay. It's like, ah, okay. <laughs> you know, okay, here comes some salt. Let's do this chemical reaction. Let's turn into salt water. Yahoo, now we have a soluble. Or we have a solute. But the human body, <laughs> the human mind, consciousness, in response to emotional energy, or I should say unconsciousness, brothers, hear me on this. Unconsciousness as a response to emotional energy is Resistance, avoidance, reaction, right? That's what we call the beta condition. The alpha state is a conscious state. We experience the emotion. We feel the emotion. So what? It's there. It's an emotion. It's a vibration. It's energy. That's okay. Same as the thoughts. Same as all actions, brothers. Now, I can explain this, and I want to explain this. It can very easily reconcile saying that you are not your thoughts, your feelings, and your body, and at the same time, you are responsible for your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. Because here's the thing. When you do something, when you feel something, that's not who you are, okay? You don't have to punish yourself for doing something. That's where guilt comes from, right? You don't punish yourself for doing anything. We don't punish anymore. Punish is over. That's an old age, right? That's unconsciousness. We don't punish ourselves for what we've done, but we take responsibility for it. I was unconscious at that time. I was unconscious. Yes, I was there. I'm taking responsibility for my unconsciousness. And that's not spiritual bypass either. I want you guys to understand it's not spiritual bypass because you are taking responsibility for it. In the same way that you would take responsibility for being conscious, I was conscious for those actions. It doesn't add or subtract to your worth. Being unconscious and taking responsibility for your unconsciousness does not detract or remove, or it doesn't take away from your worth. And to be conscious in moments to feel your emotions, to choose your thoughts, right? To take massive action, to be in your alpha state. That doesn't add to your worth, <laughs> right? Like it doesn't make you any better because your worth is absolute. It's complete. It's there. All we're talking about is expanding into it. Okay, this is why it's conscious expansion, brothers, because the nature of self is infinite, right? It's eternal, Conscious expansion is expanding your consciousness to those limits that are limitless, right? That's why you take responsibility for being in a state of consciousness or not in a state of consciousness, but you don't take responsibility for the energy because the energy is energy. 
The energy that you're engaging with is energy. It's neutral. And the more conscious you become, I, yes, this is a story, but I got to tell you, like we could probably put a, like a logic table together, right? We could probably do like an A equals B, B equals C, C equals D, and therefore A equals D on this one. Because it's pretty evident, self-evident to me to see that the more conscious we are, you are, I am, we are, the more the choice becomes obvious and natural, which is love or some derivative thereof. It's an obvious and natural choice because remember, brothers, consciousness is love. Consciousness is love. Energy is love. And therefore, consciousness experiences itself. It experiences that energy, which is love. And so when you are conscious, when you are yourself, when you are your true nature, you will be engaging with and attracting to you the energies, thought, feeling, and form, that are love. And that's not to say beat yourself up if you're not doing that. That's to say, experience it. <laughs> because once you begin to beat yourself up, you're right back being unconscious. Because you're beating yourself up for thinking you're the thought. By putting yourself in the box of being the thought. You're not the thought. You chose the thought, but now... You can choose another thought. <laughs> you can choose not to beat yourself up. By beating yourself up, you're going back and telling yourself that you're still that thought and you shouldn't be that thought anymore. So you're going to punish yourself until you're no longer that thought. The other option is to just not be that thought, not choose it anymore, to expand your consciousness, to know that you are everything, brothers, that you are every thought, you are every feeling, you are every action, and to pursue that experience. And the way we pursue that experience is through love. It's through yes. It's through engagement. It's through not hiding. It's through not taking it personally. It's through feeling our emotions so that we're not buffering, right? It's through taking massive actions, through creation and serving. It's with aligning our thoughts with what serves our greatest result, which what serves ourselves and as a byproduct of others and as a byproduct, others. <laughs> you can never serve yourself without serving others. The moment you take advantage of someone else, you've crossed the line of greed. You're now, you're now acting into greed. You're no longer serving. And I know you, brothers. I know that you serve others. Because the more we expand our consciousness, the more it just becomes that natural effect it's the narrow conscious. It's the narrow thinking. It's the narrow feeling. It's the narrow actions. It's repetition, repetition, repetition. Cycles. Cycles of thought, patterns of thought, patterns of behavior. Patterns of thought, patterns of behavior. That's the beta condition because it's running the program. It's running the conditioning. It's running the story. It's all just a story. The more stories you can see, the more of a greater picture you'll be able to experience. And that's what I have for you today, brothers. Until next week, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.